Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books Podcast. This week, we're a Scottish folktale about the passing of winter to spring. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete tales from Celtic Lands Collection. The Calloch of the Snows A Scottish Tale Once upon a far time, when there was water where there is now land, and land where now there is water, there lived the Kailach, old and ancient beyond reckoning. She had seen more years than any other being upon earth. For her, the winters were her nights, and the summers were her days. It was the Kailach who had formed the mountains when she and her sisters first came to the land of Scotland, long before people lived there. They flew over the land, throwing stones from their aprons, and where these stones fell to earth, great mountain ranges sprang up. Many centuries passed, and the Kailach and her sisters grew tired and weary. A younger race of people came and lived in their land, and the old ones withdrew to the high mountains, where they could not be disturbed by the doings of human beings. Now, the reason why the Kailach and her sisters had survived for so many years was the secret well of youth, high up in the mountains. Whenever the pains of old age came upon them, they would bathe in those clear, cold waters and emerge fresh and young again. But since the coming of people, the waters of the well of youth would only rise at certain times. Soon it became clear that there would only be enough water for one of the sisters to bathe in. The sisters said, Let us draw lots between us and see which of us will bathe when the waters rise again. The lucky sister would go into the well and emerge youthful again, while the remaining sisters would grow ever older and more infirm. Gradually, the sisters grew older and older until they could no longer remain upon the earth. They did not die as humans die, but would sit, still looking out over the lochs and pastures of the lowlands, until each one turned to stone. One by one, each of the sisters became a part of the mountains that they had helped to form, returning to stone, until only the Kailach was left. The Kailach mourned her sisters, crying, sisters now. Her tears became snow, and her sighing became the winter gales, and the land fell under snow and ice. After that sad time, the years hung heavy upon her. Hers was a lonely life. While her sisters were alive, they would want for nothing, for each played her part. The sisters would hunt for and prepare food. They would do the washing, make clothes and sing strange and haunting songs together when darkness fell. Now there was no one to help her, 
and the Kailach became as grim as an icy morning when the sun never rises out of the clouds. She managed her life as best as she could. She clothed herself with the veils of the weather, cloaks of starry nights, cloaks of clear blue days, robes of grey knitted clouds. Her boots were made of reindeer leather from the many herds that covered the land of Scotland in those days. They drew her chariot and provided her with meat and milk. When she wanted to wash her clothes, she tossed them into the whirlpool of the Corryvreckan, and the swiftly spiralling waters threw them back to her when they were clean. When her bones ached and her strength began to fail, she would bathe in the magical well, which renewed her, although no one would call her young. The waters did not have the power that they once had, and they rose too seldom to restore her to full youth and beauty. At the rare times of their rising, she would have to ensure that she was the first to reach the waters before a bird drank there or before a dog barked. Her life became perpetual winter. As the years turned, she would shun the warmer months of summer and hide within the sunless valleys of the high mountains, between the secret and mysterious places of the high jutting rocks. But when the winter returned, then she would stir and go about. With her stone hammer, she would strike the ground until it grew hard with frost. Not a blade of grass could grow once her hammer had fallen. At the approach of spring, the Kailach sat upon the mountain lamenting her lost youth. Oh, where now are the happy days with my sisters? Every breath of her sighing became a mighty wind that gathered upon the air as a dark, frowning cloud. People would say to each other, The blue hag is crying for her sisters and the fishermen would fear to put to sea in case her sighing blew up storms when they were far from shore. Age hung upon the Kailach, as snows cloak the heights of the mountaintops. Years passed like days, days like seconds. When she went to the well of youth, there was always less water in it than there had been before. When she bathed in the waters, she emerged less youthful, less agile. The tasks she had once performed easily now grew harder. She needed a servant to tend to her needs, a maiden to fish the lochs, to weave her clothes, to prepare her food and comb her hair. From all over Scotland, she stole young women to be her servants. She chose the nimblest, strongest and most beautiful maidens, snatching them from their homes and families to tend her. But the Kailach lived so long that one by one, the maidens she took to be her servants grew old and died. People were fearful of letting their young women go out alone in case the Kailach took them, for she grew cunning as the years passed. Winter had become the time of her strength, when she was able to go about in the form of different animals, as a monstrous sow, as a narrow grey wolf, as a slippery eel, or as a querulous crane. Now. There was a girl by the name of Breege who lived in the house of a druid with her mother, who was the druid's servant. Breege would look after the sheep, following them over the hills. The druid gave her a bone whistle, saying, 
when you're in the high passes, keep this whistle around your neck, for the Kailach seeks a new servant, and she can take many shapes. If you see a monstrous sow or a narrow grey wolf, if you become aware of a slippery eel or a querulous crane, then blow this whistle and my protection will be yours. One day, Breege went up into the hills with the flock and a thick icy mist came down so that she lost her way. She called out to the old bellwether sheep that led the flock. Hearing the sound of hooves upon the rocks, she stretched out her hand and touched not the thick woolly coat of a sheep, but the greasy, leathery skin of a pig. She quickly put the whistle to her mouth, but before she could blow it, she was snatched up and carried off by the Kalach, who had been lying in wait for her. The whistle fell invisibly into the icy mists. The Kailach bore Breege back to her drafty cave and set her to milking the herd of deer which were penned in the glen. Many hundreds and thousands of years had passed since reindeer roamed these glens, and now there were only the red deer of the mountains. Breege, who had been used to milking the sheep, now tended the deer instead and made cheese from their milk. And always she dreamed of home. The seasons passed, and though Breege searched for the lost whistle, she never could find it. One day, the Kailach took the form of a crane and took Breege down to the seashore to fish with a baited line. Fill this creel with fish before nightfall, commanded the Kailach. I shall feed along the loch side and fetch you back before dark. With shivering fingers, Breege baited the line with worms and wept, longing for her mother. As she cried upon the seashore, a black and white bird with a long red beak drew steadily nearer, calling, Glee, glee! It was the druid who came to her in the shape of an oyster catcher. Keep fishing, Breege, and listen to me. I have been searching for you for the better part of a year. The time of the Kailach is passing, and the time of Breege is coming. Do as I say, and not only will you be free from the Kailach's service, but you will also inherit her wisdom and power. She cannot survive many more winters without renewal. What must I do? whispered Breege, taking the fish off the line into the creel. Three things will bring you freedom. First of all, you must discover her secret name. Then you must find the well of youth. Lastly, you must overcome her iron grip upon winter so that the spring may speedily return. To find out her name, you must ask her how long she has lived. Listen carefully to all that she tells you, and report it to me, for I will come to you again. Later that evening, Breege made up the fire and gave the Kailach a beaker of deer's milk, asking shyly, You must have lived a very long time, great Kailach. Ah, child, I have lived from before the time when the seas were once land and the land was once water, before the mountains raised their peaks and the glens filled with locks. The daughter of the bones was born, said the Kailach sadly, and would say no more. The oyster catcher came to Breege once again and listened to what the Kailach had said. The Kailach's secret name is Nick Nevin. The daughter of the bones, said the transformed druid. 
Armed with this knowledge, you will be able to find the place of her secret renewal and ensure that she cannot use it. The time is near when she must renew herself or perish. Watch and follow her closely. But now you must gather rushes from the loch and weave them into this shape. And the bird drew in the earth with its beak, making a threefold starry wheel. You will need this starry wheel to seal the well until the Kailach goes to her long sleep. And the bird taught her what to do. When the Kailach dozed in her cave, Breege's busy fingers wove the starry wheel from the rushes she had hidden. The very next day, long before dawn, the Kailach went in the shape of a narrow grey wolf to inspect the well, and Breege followed her at a distance. But the time for the waters to rise had not yet come, and the Kailach wolf slunk away down the mountain. Breege went to the well, and, just as the druid had taught her, she laid the starry wheel woven out of rushes upon the opening of the well and said, In the name of the Ancient One, Nick Nevin, I seal this well with the star of heaven. By spark of sun and ray of fire, may the waters of youth rise up no higher until I call with voice of power, then waters rise and mountain flower. Breach said to the oyster catcher, I have done all that you told me, but how can our iron grip upon winter be loosened? The druid bird said, Cut a birch wand from the tree that grows at the head of the glen, and teach the Kailach the dance of the mill dust. It is many hundreds of years since she danced, and she will be delighted. You must show her all the steps and movements, and, putting the birch wand in her hand, tell her that she must first practice upon you. Make sure that you fall down first and let her strike your hands, feet and mouth with the wand. When she does that, then you will be dead for a short time. But never fear, for I will be nearby to whistle the music. Be firm and brave, for she will want to dance in turn, and she will breathe upon your hands, feet and mouth so that you become alive again. When it is her time to fall down, you must strike her with the wand upon her hands, feet and mouth, and then she will become like stone, and all her power and wisdom will be yours. But you must be sure never to breathe upon her hands, feet and mouth, for, if you do, she will awaken again. Breach cut the birch wand and hid it under her cloak. Later that night, she went to the Kailach, saying, The nights are long without dancing and music, I wonder whether you would like to dance, great Kailach. The Kailach sighed. Oh, it is long since I danced with my sisters upon the first grass of the glens. I am too old now and we have no music. I've thought of that. I've taught this bird the tune of a dance. It's the only one he can whistle. The oyster catcher obediently whistled the dance of the mill dust with its jaunty rhythm. The Kailach's foot began to tap, and soon she was begging to be taught the dance. Breege brought out the wand from the woodpile and showed the Kailach how the dance went. First we come together, then we step away, then we weave and change places, 
she explained, banging the birch wand upon the ground to the rhythm of the steps. Soon, the Kailach was breathless. Oh, it's a very vigorous dance, Breach smiled. Yes, but we take turns having rest, like this. First, one of us taps the other on the head with the wand, and the other falls down. Then the one who is still standing will touch the other on the hands, and they do a little dance of their own, then the feet, and lastly the mouth. And then when the one on the floor is very still, the other one breathes onto their hands, feet and mouth, and they stand up again and change places. Have you got your breath back now? Well, why don't you try holding the wand, and I will lie down first while you're learning the dance. Then you can take your turn lying down and rest as long as you like. Good said the Kailach. And they began. First, she tapped Breege on the head and down she fell to the floor. With the wand, the Kailach made Breege's hands and feet do a little dance on their own while she lay upon the ground, her heart pounding with fear. She trusted the druid, but she didn't know whether the Kailach would remember to breathe upon her hands, feet and mouth again. For if she didn't, then Breege would be dead forever. Then the Kailach tapped her on the mouth with the wand, and Breege felt the breath dry up within her. The oyster-catcher whistled on, but Breege heard no more until the Kailach began to breathe upon her mouth, and the life came back into her, and she leapt up gladly. Now it's your turn to dance, said the Kailach, and they began again. This time, Breege struck the Kailach with the wand, and she fell to the ground so that the earth itself shuddered. The wand made the Kailach's hands and feet do a little dance of their own, which made the needles on the pine trees tremble, and the icicles hanging from the rocks begin to shiver. But these were the last movements that the Kailach made, for when Breege touched her mouth with the birch wand, Kailach turned to cold, unmoving stone. The oyster-catcher bowed his head to Breach, saying, The power of the Kailach is now yours. Use the wand wisely now, for as the light lengthens, so the cold strengthens. Breach felt that great power within herself, and promised then and there to be the helper of all beings who were in trouble. She called out in a loud voice, Nick Nevin's power is overthrown. Rise up waters from deep down stone. By ray of fire and spark of sun, may winter's whiteness be undone. Life be renewed by springtime's power. Now black ice crack and mountain flower. Breege raised the wand, and the starry wheel of rushes that covered the well of youth flew into the sky like a spinning sun. The waters of the well swept up onto the power of her song, and fell as rain upon the land of Scotland, melting the ice and snow. Upon the mountainside, the first green shoots of snowdrops pierced the hard ground, and everywhere people gave thanks and welcomed Breege back among them. Every year, we still remember the coming of spring by weaving Breach's cross out of rushes to celebrate the turning wheel of the sun of the seasons and to remind us to call upon Breach when we need help. And to this very day, 
the oyster catcher is known as Gillibreed, or Breege's servant. The winters are not so hard as they once were, and the Kailach rarely moves from her confinement of stone. But if the snows sweep down from the high mountains and cloak the land with white, people still say the Kailach of the snows walks the land once more. For today's episode, thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.